Welcome to Writing Black Joy Season 2. I am Sophia Robinson and I'm a writing coach and an editor and a story listener as well as the producer of Writing Black Joy, a virtual space that celebrates, centers and promotes the voices of black writers and storytellers with joyful and uplifting stories. Here, you'll find conversations with some of my favorite Black writers and storytellers. Learn more about their projects and the joy they're bringing into the world. Hear more about their creative process and find inspiration for your own creative ventures, as well as tips and strategies for writing poetry, blogs, creative nonfiction, fiction, plays, and so much more from all types of writers, as well as a sneak peek into the writing life. You can even find your next favorite writer, book, poem, play, or blog. And if you are a Black writer who is looking for a coach or an editor to help you bring your joyful story into the world, then click on my website below to find out how to work with me. In the meantime, let's go to today's guest. Today's guest is Thea Charles, who is, among other things, the host of the Push or Pivot podcast. She was also a guest in Writing Black Joy Season 1, where she put me in the hot seat, and we talked about why I started the project. You can find a link to that episode in the show notes. This time around, I put Thea in the hot seat, and we talked about overcoming the overthinking that can come with starting a creative project, the power of pausing when making decisions about change, meditation, Spider-Man, and the importance of being true to yourself, and so much more. We also learned about Thea's podcast series that she did for Black History Month 2021, and the links will be in the show notes. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Writing Black Joy Season 2. Welcome back, Thea. Hey, I'm so happy to be here, Sophia. Yes, I, uh, I told Thea from the very beginning that she is my standard guest. She'll probably be in every season, so... Get used to her. Sit back, pull up a chair, relax. But this time she's in the hot seat. So it's going to be fun. Great. Thanks for joining us. Uh, to those of you who wondered, what have I wandered into? This is Welcome Black Joy. This is season two. This season, I should say, is all about Black storytellers speak. And so we have podcasters, musicians, all different types of people joining us this season. And my special guest this week is Thea. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. So Thea graduated from Providence College and she obtained her bachelor's degree in biology. So she did as she was expected to do to career in the medical field. And she was working as a histocompatibility specialist and compliance officer. For Thea, following a path that was created for her did not keep those internal fires burning. So when she was stuck at a crossroads, she actually worked with a coach and she realized that coaching was a path for her. And she is now a life coach that believes when you know your purpose, you can build the confidence to show who you are to the world. She has a knack for helping clients see the big picture, zero in on what they desire and create manageable steps to get there. She helps women manage their transitions in life and she can relate as having gone through many changes herself. Um, she also is a mentor coach. So if you're a coach and you're looking for somebody to mentor you, she's a great person to do that. And she has also spoken in front of thousands of women conducting training on the behalf of her clothing boutique. 
She's also a mom to two boys, a wife, a travel enthusiast, a flautist, lover of tea and a good mural, uh, the host of the Push or Pivot podcast, and a fellow Barbadian, even though she hasn't been here for a while and it makes me cry. <laughs> makes me cry too. Thank you. I for know. That. <laughs> but that she has so many things and more. And just for today, she is my guest. So not just for today, she's always here, but Today, uh, <laughs> at the beginning of season two, writing Black Joy, she is my guest today. So as I said, today, this, this season is all about storytellers of joyful stories. Sophia, as the host of the Pusher Pivot podcast, she's told a few stories, she's heard a ton more, and we're going to dig into that a bit as well. But before we uh, go down the road of talking directly about the podcast, I'd love to know, Thea, what inspired you to create it? I realized, I was listening, I think I was listening to NPR or some local radio station. And I was listening to, yeah, I I mean, I just love their stories. And they were interviewing someone um, who had made a big change in his life and it, it um, affected the path of his life. And I was like, wow, that's such a cool story. And I realized that those are the kind of stories that I just, I just gravitate towards. Like when someone makes a decision and, and that kind of inspired me to start the podcast. I mean, I, I wasn't quite sure how to start or what to do, but I was like, you know what, that'd be a really cool if someone did something like that and just listen to, you know, when people decide what they want to do with their life or decide they want to make changes and feel happy with that and what made them come to that decision and that's that's kind of where the pusher pivot came from yeah and um if you haven't heard Thea's podcast season one is pretty long lots of amazing stories so go along and take a listen I'm on there more than once I'm sure um but I will drop the link in the you'll see it in the show notes if you're watching us on YouTube we're on YouTube now then just look in the notes and you'll see links to Thea's podcast push or pivot so I know you said that you were like where do I even start with a podcast I'm curious just in case any of our listeners is thinking about starting a podcast where did you start what did you start with other than the idea after you had the idea after I had the idea, uh, first I was um, lost in, um, I don't think I can do this and why would anyone listen, Bill? So I was mm, there for a bit. Terrible place. A lot of, self, a lot of self-doubt. But um, once I decided to start, it, it really wasn't, you know, I think that it's something that you could overthink and think, I need all these equipment. I need to know how to edit. I need to know how to do all these types of things. But we have so much uh, capability and just like the computers and the phones that we have. So I decided to just do it dirty, right? So I jumped in and I, you know, I found someone that that was willing to be interviewed and I just did it over Zoom and recorded the conversation, kind of like what we're doing now. And um, I took that audio, I did a couple Google searches, figured out how I wanted to upload it. And I uploaded the first episode and was like, and here it is. And that's how the podcast started. Yeah. And it, it, it was such a great, I love the idea. Um, you and I have had a few conversations, you know, even throughout the pandemic and beyond about, um, you know, how do you know when to push? How do you know when to pivot? How do you know when to like push through and keep on going? How do you know when to pivot 
And of course, that inevitable pause that kind of comes before you make the decision. Um, what's the what's the main? Tell me, like, what's one of the biggest lessons you learned from doing that podcast? I'm curious. Gosh, I guess one of the biggest lessons I learned is the power of the pause. So I feel like a lot of times in our society and just in general, we talk about what are you doing? What are you doing next? What's next? What's next? What's next? But there's something really special about that time when you when you stop and either appreciate or like meditate and realize what it is that's really important to you. And that I think is the most um, powerful moment of all the stories. It's that moment of clarity where someone took a step back and was able to evaluate. And I think that that's the biggest lesson from the pusher pivot. I love it. It's the pause. It's the pause. The pause is awesome. Um, and that I love that so much. Um, you talked about meditation. I know this is not this is not on the agenda at all, but I know you took uh, a, a meditation course. Uh, was it earlier this year or last year? I can't remember. You know, all the years kind of blend together, but it was earlier yeah, this year. It's a blur. <laughs> it's a blur. Um, yeah, and how how was the course I'm curious I'd love to know a bit more about it because you know I'm not a big meditator but I'm always fascinated by it so I'd love to hear a bit more about how you found that yeah the course was great so the course was in intuitive meditation it was done by Lauren Roach it's kind of his his meditation practice and he taught us about all the different pathways to meditation and how meditation can come in many different forms I know when we think of meditation you think of someone you know the first thought is like and and like yes like finding some divine but you know it could be you can find meditation in nature if you like to sit and watch the sunset or you know like it's really what it came down to is that meditation is the opposite of stress so it's whatever that you do that you feel feel calmness and clarity so there are very many different ways to come to a meditative state. And that is what I learned from that class. And it was really great. I love that. And you know me, I love to watch a good sunset. So maybe that's my form of meditation. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Now, you were my first guest uh, on season one of Breaking Black Joy. And I think then we spoke a little bit about why I think it was important for um, Black joyful black stories to be told to be told by authors black authors and about characters who are black uh so i told my story um i'd love to hear your take on that why is it important to you i think that first of all i just love the this whole theme that you have this is just right up my alley here but i think it's really important because you know so often we hear or what's lifted up um, seems to be stories of struggle or always having to overcome something that has to do with your race or your economics. But like, we just live everyday lives. Like everybody lives an everyday life and you can find so much joy in the things that you do. Just like we were talking about meditation, like watching a sunset. And there's so many things that you do that are not necessarily connected to thinking about your race. And I think that's really important to have like, um, to, to be able to see yourself, but not see yourself necessarily in struggle. Yes. And I, I just, I think it's just 
you know, I see it a lot with my kids, especially lately. I feel like more things are coming out where there might be characters that look like them, but they're not talking about, about like some type of disadvantage. They're just living their life, you know, like, and I see how the boys kind of gravitate towards that and see it as, oh, that's just a really cool character. Like, for example, um, we, they watch the Spider-Verse a lot of times. <laughs> Do you know, I was actually going to mention that. We're going that way, right? That, that movie was so good. It was a few I nights ago. It. Listen, um, Into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. Miles Morales. Listen, oh, that is one way. I, my nephew and I watched it the other night. He'd already seen it. I'd already mm-hmm. seen it. So fun, so enjoyable, and so just a superhero movie right about a kid who got bitten by a spider okay so it's a bit nerdy we're nerds let's just go with it but hey we are a comic book family so that's like all of our alley like we listen to the soundtrack all the time in the car like that's our family soundtrack but you know like things like that it's just nice to see yourself and not have it be you know we're just watching the story of him become spider-man and that was just yeah and i swear one of your sons looks really similar to Miles Morales. Uh, it's not even by accident because he definitely, after pandemic and, you know, no one got haircuts and no. like doing different styles. And he's like, I just kind of want it to look like Miles. <laughs> and he just like loves it so much. I know that's like part of his identity. Like he just looks that's like so funny. It's cool. That is so cool. I love that. So yeah, and I love that, you know, I, I love that film as well. I, I've watched it a couple of times. I'm a I'm I'm like you, I'm a bit of a superhero film nerd. So yeah, I absolutely love that that example. Um, I'd love for you to share a quote that is meaningful to you, whether it's from your own work, whether it's from someone else's work. Yeah, I love a quote that's okay. Um, you know, I love quotes. I, I know you I love quotes. Have a quote in my back pocket. Um, but the one that I'm thinking of right now is one that I, I heard recently. So there's a news reporter in Boston. I'm I'm living in the Boston area, and um, she's a black news reporter, and she has um, wrote an article about why she now braids her hair, like not looking like news lady, but she looks like herself. And she did this braided hairstyle. And in her article, she was talking about how representation matters, just like what we were just saying. But even more important than representation that matters is authentic representation matters. And I really, I don't know, I've just really kind of resonated with that, with authentic authentic representation. Just like we were saying with Miles Morales, you know, it's nice to see people that look like yourself, but it's nice to see people that look like yourself just doing their thing and being themselves. And I think that's, that's Mm -hmm. very empowering for not just, not just other black children, but for everyone to see that I can, I can be me. Yes. I can be nerdy if I want to. I can, you know, I was saying to my sister the other day, like, I don't know if you were, if you had this where you grew up, but like, I remember when I was growing up, it was not cool to be a nerd, right? No, it's so cool to be a nerd. <laughs> I love it. It is. It, it's pretty cool. It really is. It's the best. Uh, and that is great. So we're going to talk a little bit about creating the podcast itself. Um, how long would you say, I know you said you had a bit of a loss in, in sort of doubt, self-doubt land, how long would you say it was between coming up with the idea and actually creating the podcast? Um, 
it's probably about a year nearly wow um, yeah nice. i had the idea back you know i can't come up with the dates really but back around the time that there was that hurricane that went through the bahamas that's <laughs> when i heard about the, that article and it, it really was like i want to do i want to do something i want to do a podcast and i said like, i don't know how who's going to listen to me and nearly about a year later I I was with other people and somehow like my idea came up and I really kept it to myself. I didn't share it with anyone. You sure did because I, I, I heard about it months after you came up with it. Like right, right. So I shared the idea and someone was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, someone else cares about my idea. Oh my gosh. And then I thought, you know what? I can sit on this forever and wait for it to pop up somewhere else when someone else does it and feel like, I guess it was cool. Or I could just do it myself. And mm. I decided to basically, basically, I had my own pusher pivot moment where I decided it's time to take off this band-aid of fear and just jump in. And either it, it'll be for everyone or it's just for me. And that's okay. Mm, I love that. I love that. And it's so I always think about that from the perspective of <sighs> you know, you have this idea, like I, similar to you, when I had this idea, I did actually think somebody else might pop up with it. But equally, there was this voice in the back of my mind that was like, you know, maybe it's probably just as well if somebody else does it, because they'll probably do a much better job. Like you can leave that to a proper person to do, like, that's fine. Um, and fortunate enough to have people like you and other friends who were like, you are a proper person, you should do it. <laughs> like, I'm not convinced, but I did it anyway. And sometimes you just have to, as you see, you just have to do it dirty. You just have to kind of like get in there and do it because I think it's in the doing that it gets better, right? Like I, it gets better. It gets more polished. It gets, I think you have this, you know, I don't know about you, but I listened to a lot of podcasts and, and that type of thing before I started this project. And so I was comparing it to this studio produced, like flashy, polished sounding thing. Um, and like, here I am with my microphone that doesn't even work. And, um, but also like, sometimes you just got to get started and see what happens. Yeah. So I think that's, that's really brilliant. Um, where did you get, where do you get your guests from? If just in case anybody else. Is oh, doing that sort of yeah. Podcast. So some guests I got like you, who I asked because I knew them and I wanted to hear their story more. I also, I went to the internet. I found a Facebook group with people that wanted to talk and I put out my idea out there and um, I was really blown away that a lot of people wanted to share their story and you know I kind of went through and vetted and decided um, who I wanted to talk to and it was really awesome because most of the beginning of the podcast when I started it was in February of 2020 so you know we quickly went into lockdown after that and mm -hmm. it was a really nice way of connecting with people from like all over the world that I, mm. I didn't feel so isolated and it was it was really nice it was a nice uh, yeah and I actually sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you oh I just said came at the right time yeah it did come at the right time and you introduced me to Akiwa actually mm. who was also in season one who uh writes children's books so that was that was a recommendation I got from you so I, I love that, you know, as you said, people are willing to talk and then you can kind of get recommendations from other people mm -hmm. and that type of thing. So it's a, it's a great project.
So seasons one and two, just find it on your favorite podcast app. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're working on season three now. So I eagerly await season three. I just wanted to let you know how you can support us over here at Writing Black Joy. Firstly, you can join our Patreon community over at patreon.com slash Sophia Robinson. And you'll find the link for that in the show notes. When you sign up over at Patreon to support us, you will get the opportunity to join our monthly group coaching calls and workshops that we'll be holding exclusively for Patreon supporters. So come on over and join the party. It's so much fun over there. Other ways you can support us, hit subscribe here on your podcast or over on the YouTube channel. You can also leave a podcast review, like our YouTube episodes and share us with your friends. You can head over to our website and sign up for our mailing list, www.writingblackjoy.com. Also, follow Writing Black Joy over on Instagram at Writing Black Joy. All of these will be in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening and for supporting our show. That is perfect. Um, tell me, what kind of obstacles did you face while you were coming up with this podcast? putting it out into the world um all right well let's see some of the obstacles well first of all was the doubt can I do this that was probably the biggest obstacle the next thing there is a little bit of a cost that comes into podcasting um depending on where you decide to host so that was something that I had to think about how I was going to continue to fund it. And, you know, and sometimes as you work on things, you have these ideas, you know, I'm making it bigger and I could do this and basically sound like a mass produced, like, like Hollywood production. And that's not necessarily, not necessarily what you can do when you're funding it on your own. So mm-hmm. those are some of the obstacles I came across, but what it really came down to is just like trusting that what goes out there will, will resonate and if I have good content that that was what mattered more than all the bells and whistles like I could spend hours editing and adding music interludes and but at the end of the day um we want to hear a good story mm. so so true so what was your proudest moment in that process oh goodness there are a couple moments okay I well, tell me tell me about all of them like, you can have as many as you want yeah Okay, I don't know if I can come up with one. Um, A few is fine. Go right ahead. A few? Okay, well, my first proud moment was when um, I uploaded my first episode because I was like, I did it. I did it. And then I saw it on like Apple and I was like, oh my goodness, it's real. So that was my first moment. Um, After that was actually hearing people say that they listened to it and they enjoyed it. That was really awesome. And um, I was really proud of um, kind of the mini section I did on uh, Black History Month in February, which was um, like, it's close to like, I felt like it was, it was really, it was for me, but I felt like, um, you know, it resonated well. And um, I had a lot of feedback on that. And that was really, felt really good about it. Excellent. And you, you, um, this is actually going live in February 2022. Oh. So yeah, we're recording this in December. So, you know, yes. just can have my pieces, but this is actually going to be dropping in February 2022. So 
uh, without knowing it, you have taken part in another Black History Month podcast. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Tell us more about what you did for Black History Month last year. It was last year, wasn't it? It Yeah, it was last year. year. I'm sorry. 2021. It was 2021. Which is this year. But by the time people listen. But last year. year. Right, exactly. It feels like tell last us, year anyway. <laughs> I know, right? This year has been crazy. Oh, so tell, tell us what you did for Black History Month. Yeah, February. so I, I did a spotlight on four people. I, I did Shirley Chisholm, because I've always looked up to her. I, I just think she's cool. Um, Marsha P. Johnson. I did John Michelle Basquiat and William Grant Still. And I picked them um, because... I, I guess there's a theme here that they were very authentically themselves. So, you know, Shirley Chisholm was um, in government and she's unbought and unbossed. That was her, her, um, her tagline. But she, she, you know, fought for what she believed in and not necessarily following any political systems, which was, you know, a big deal for a woman, especially at that time. Um, it's a big deal for any politician, let's face it, because, you know, mm. It's amazing how many people will start to tell you what you need to do as soon as you put your hat in. Um, and, you know, I've seen that for my husband first, you know, first, uh, he recently ran for a school committee, which isn't yeah. like, a, a, it's a big deal, but it's not like you're not running for governor, but it's amazing how many people will like to tell you what to think. But, um, and, and sorry to interrupt you there, because... Yeah. A friend of mine also ran for the education board of education mm-hmm. um, in her area as well, and I was just surprised. Like I'd met another uh, another friend um, who we met on Clubhouse, who was doing the same in his area, and I was just like, "This is such a big deal! Like you're campaigning and and all of it." I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it was such a big deal. And so I think, and as you said. And people have all these ideas about how to be strategic about it and whatever. And it's like, all you want to do is make a difference. And so I think, I think it's, it's really, it's really interesting when you decide you want to make a difference. Sometimes you get faced with these um, choices of like, um, you know, does the, does the ends justify the means and how do you go about, you know, conducting yourself in these things? It's just important to win and get in there and at, at you know, any cost or how do you conduct yourself during the, even during the election process or whatever. So I like, I like it. I like it when people stay true to themselves, even throughout the process, knowing that, you, you know, other people may not be doing that. That's a really mm-hmm. strong move. Yes, very much so. There's a lot of pressure. Um, so with Marsha, uh, she was a trans woman and she actually started um, pride parades and um, the Stonewall riots. So she was just really amazing. That was back in the seventies and early eighties. And then um, John Michel Basquiat was a painter. Uh, he did a lot of murals, which you know, I love murals. That was- I love them. He's in, his artwork is just so, um, it's just so cool. It's, it's like you're looking into someone's mind. So it's not necessarily completely organized, but you kind of get a sense of where it's going. I, I don't know. I just thought that he was really um, groundbreaking in that. And he didn't really care what anyone else thought, which was, you know. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so that he was really cool. And then the last person was William Grant Still, and he was a classical composer. Uh, he did 
amazing works. You don't hear about him very often, but you know, often you don't hear very much about black classical composers. No, you don't. Yeah, and he was he's excellent. So it was just really nice to learn more about these people and to share their stories. And you know, like when we talk about being authentic, I feel like sometimes that's like the greatest form of protest is when you're just yourself. Indeed, it really is. It really, really is. I love that. Um, I'm going to specifically link to those four episodes, the show notes as well, in case anybody is all excited that, you know, it's uh, Black History Month and they're like, I want more. I want to hear more, more, more in between this episode and the next one dropping. So I'm going to drop those episodes down in the show notes as well. Um, Tell me, what's something you would do differently? Mm something I would do differently? This is a good question. Um, I think that, let's see, what would I do differently? You know, once I got going, I think I would have had a little bit more of a plan. I feel like that first, <laughs> that first season was just like, just, go, just write a thing. Go, 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 go. And, and it was good. I was doing a lot of batching. I met a lot of people. But when I got really exhausting. So <laughs> I think I would have planned a little bit differently with themes, which is kind of what I did more towards the second one. I felt like there was more, I had like direction and knew what I wanted to talk about and who I wanted to talk to. I think, you know, I don't regret it, but I was just very excited that anyone wanted to talk to me. And then the stories were getting, it was just, we were just having such great conversation that I just felt like I shared everything. And maybe next time I can. I can add a little. <laughs> mm, yeah, I have a little more structure to it. And it's so it's so interesting that you should say that. Like when I, how I kind of, because, you know, looking back now that I've gotten to the end of season one uh, and I can look back and I can reflect on how things went and how like something really weird happened to the lights. So if you're watching, trust me, I don't know what's going on, but the cloud passed over even though we're indoors the cloud clarity passed over but um for me looking back and reflecting on season one like one of the decisions I made quite early on but I only wanted 10 episodes I think I ended up with 12 in the end but I only wanted 10 episodes because that was how I kind of got myself to do it at all was like you're only going to do 10 it's not going to be overwhelming um and that that was kind of take care of the doubt so I wouldn't feel like you know, I feel there was a beginning and a middle and end to the whole process. Um, and one of the things that I feel like, and I don't know if I'd say I would have done it differently, but one of the things I realized almost immediately was that people were not using the website like I thought they would. And <laughs> that's part of the reason why I decided to do YouTube and to do the podcast, because I realized that you know, when I came up with this idea, I had this beautiful website image in my mind is going to be beautiful, interactive, and it's going to be like the digital equivalent of walking around an art gallery, but with words. Like that was my thought. And first of all, my tech skills did not match my vision. Like <laughs> that was the first thing I was trying to put together my little Squarespace website. I was like, Ooh, I don't know what I'm doing here, but yeah, let's keep going. But also the other things I realized people didn't really they didn't really use the website the way I thought they would. 
And so to me, one of the biggest lessons I learned was to stay open to doing things differently. So we were talking about before we kind of hit record, like we didn't even have a video for our episode, the first one, because you we were like, we're going to do audio when we came on looking. I know you can't imagine this now, but like we were looking a bit rough, right? Yeah, um, I was definitely in my pajamas. I was definitely in my pajamas. <laughs> and um, it's so funny because the very second guest I had, she was like, let's do videos. So I was like, yeah, I'll put on a little makeup and let's go. And after I recorded a few videos, I messaged you and I was like, can we share our video? And Theo was like, nope, we absolutely cannot Wait. share our video. I didn't I'm say absolutely. I like, if you really want to. She said, no, <laughs> folks, I don't care what she's saying right now. She was like, it's a hard no for me. And, and it was fine. It was a good decision. But like for me, it was just to stay open to change how things would change during the process and leave myself open to ideas that came in that weren't the kind of original ideas that I came up with. Because I think sometimes I know I can get so focused on, I need it to be like this and I need it to be a great website and I'm going to go and hire a web designer and not realize that there are other ways to get the story out into the world that didn't quite match up with the vision that I had. And some of those ways were even better than I imagined. So I think that's probably my sort of, reflection on season one type of thing um so i don't think we talked about this last time so tell me a bit about what you enjoy reading or watching or listening to or all of the above or all of the above um i love a good documentary like i could watch a documentary any day of the week i don't know mm. i just like i like hearing um i guess i just like history a little bit. I like hearing things that happen in history and um, the extra nuances that come up in a documentary. Mm. That's that I don't I don't really watch a lot of TV, but when I do, it's usually it's a documentary. It's usually something ah. like that, that will get me to come back. There's like a mini series. <laughs> yeah. It's either a documentary or we're heading into the Spider-Verse. That's what happens in yes. and <laughs> Yes. Whenever there's a new Marvel movie coming out. I know, right? You're like, There's no getting what? around it. It used to be like, oh, the boys want to, but now it's like, but I, no, want it's to. Like, <laughs> I want to. The boys are like, mom, I don't oh, want the turtles. Yes, you do. Let's go. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I love that. And you'll be pleased to know the uh, my friend Kim, uh, who does the podcast about Barbadian history. She's oh, going to yes. be joining us as well. I had to. Oh, good. I did not twist her arm. I didn't. She was happy to join me. But uh, so we're going to be chatting to her about her podcast about Orbanian history. So I love uh, that podcast. Listen to it. If you're listening. Listen to her podcast. So good. Me too. Maybe I'll drop the link down here so you can you can catch it up a bit before we get to the interview with her. I think I think I'm chatting to her in a couple of weeks, but I'm not sure what order I'm really saying season two in, except I know for sure this is going to be the first one because B is always my first guest anywhere, anytime. So listen out for talking to Kim uh, and she has a great, great little podcast about our great little islands. I love it. So great. So any last thoughts, any last words, anything you want to share that we didn't talk about before we wrap things up? Not really. I guess I just want to thank you for putting this out here. It's Aww. so nice to be able to have this resource of, finding these great people who are writing Black Joy and the, all the different ways and iterations that people do it. It's just it's been really awesome. 
Yeah, I've one thing I will say, and I think uh, I thought about you a bit when I was making the decision to pivot a little bit with season two is, you know, I and I'm going to tell this story now. It's going to be out into the world. Maybe I'll edit it <laughs> if I read it later. But um, there were a couple of people that I really wanted to include in season two, um, including my friend Kim, who does her podcast. There are YouTube, a guy who does YouTube videos about Marvel videos about Marvel movies, I'm sorry. I haven't, he hasn't responded yet, but he's going to, he's gonna come on this show, even if it's not in this season, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stalk him until he does. But um, there are a few people that I really wanted to include. And I was like, I was choosing between like, you know, going a bit diverse and including people that have YouTube channels and podcasts and, you know, people who make documentaries. There's a guy who I'm uh, gonna be hopefully interviewing later on, this month, Ernest, who does a TV show in Chicago, um, different, just like totally different stuff versus like niching in. And I'm only going to talk to people who write nonfiction, personal development books and like that type of thing and really going deep into those topics. Um, what I, I knew what I wanted to do, which was I wanted to go wider. Um, and of course, the, the marketing advice was like, go deep, go niche, go whatever. Um, and I was it was at the crossroads. So of course, I asked everybody um, what they thought, even though I knew exactly what I wanted to do. My sister, my beloved sister, uh, I, both my sisters are my beloved sisters, but one of them, I won't say which one in case they get jealous, but one of them said to me, like, if you're not doing what you want to, this is your, this is your show. Like, you can't do what you want to do on your own show. What are you doing in life? And I was like, yeah, she's right. She's absolutely, what are you doing in life? So that was my little pusher pivot moment with the season. And so season two is going bigger (laughs) in terms of. I'm so glad. I I think it's great. I think it's great. And yeah, I agree. Yes. And the thing I, the reason I considered it is because I was like, you know, when I, I always say like the first stirrings of this idea started when I was a teenager and I was reading books and listening to the radio and that was it. Listening to music, reading books, odd occasional movie, but not a lot. And that was how I feel like ideas got out into the world then. It was through books, it was through films, it was through TV. But I'm like, now there's so many other ways that ideas get out into the world. And people that have ideas aren't always the writers. They're not always the ones who write the books. Sometimes they have a YouTube channel. Sometimes they have a podcast. Sometimes they have a TV show or a web series or whatever. And I just wanted to be able to capture those voices, those stories, people who were getting their ideas out into the world in just so many different ways. And so thank you for being my first uh, expanded season guest, Thea. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Always. And we'll see Thea in season three. She doesn't know it yet, but... She will always be here. So just look out for her in season three. And if you want to have a listen, like I said, we don't have any video from our last conversation, but if you want to have a listen to our first conversation, um, the link is going to be in the show notes, as well as links to Thea's podcast, especially to her um, Black History Month season series, sorry, that she did for Black History 2021, February. And how you can get in contact with her. Um, just before we go, Thea, tell us a little bit about your coaching because I know you're a mentor coach and life coach and you never talk about it enough. So tell us a little bit about that. I know, I know. 
So yes, like Sophia said, I am a mentor coach and life coach. Um, what that means as a mentor coach, I help uh, coaches find confidence in their coaching. At the end of the day, coaching comes down to, in my practice, comes down to confidence. So I help them find confidence in what they do and to um, coach in an ethical way that helps their clients at the best of their ability. Um, and with life coaching, I help people to break down um, goals like you want to start a podcast and to make it to not feel so large. So one step at a time. And um, yeah, that's kind of what I do. I'm Great. So I'm going to drop all those things in the bottom. So if you are a coach and you're like, Ooh, I need a mentor coach in my life. You call Thea. Um, if you want a life coach, you call Thea. You want a writing coach, you call me. Um, and if you want anything that's not that, let me know in the comments and I'll see who I can find it. I know a lot of people. So yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. rummage around I, in my... As well. You can find me at theorenell.com. Exactly. We'll rummage around our contact books and see who we can come up with. But thank you so much for joining me, Thea. It is always a pleasure to have you with me. And I look forward to seeing you in season three. I look forward to that too. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. You can find out more about our guests in the notes below. And don't forget to hit subscribe to subscribe to our channel so that you don't miss new episodes when they drop. And if this has inspired you to get your own writing project into the world, click on my website below and learn how you can work with me as a writing coach or an editor. Until next time, I send you big love from a small island.